Welcome back to Divorce Confessional. I'm Claire Birchwood. Um, today, I want to do a quick update about, you know, since I got Facebook back after a year, um, a comment I just received this morning. <laughs> um, not even like two, three days after I got Facebook back. And um, before I left Facebook, I really admined a group that I was part of for parents of single or only children. And I can't have any more kids. And I think I've mentioned this before. Um, I had to have a total hysterectomy about three years ago now. So it's kind of how I met this person. Short backstory. Um, her kid's all grown, and she's been married. But the comment I received today, like I looked at it, and then I immediately like closed my phone, and I'm not going to answer it, was like, because um, I had posted about me being back, obviously, but, you know, just that I have peace having an only child. I think that... You know, the year away from Facebook was really healing for me, um, in spite of the fact that, you know, this is not my choice. This was totally against my choice that I had to have a hysterectomy. But this person comments and she's like, will you still be okay if your ex goes on to have a kid with another woman? Like, I'm so glad I didn't have to deal with that. I can't imagine how hard that would be for you. And I just want to be like, thanks, gee, like... You know, I wasn't thinking about that today until you said that, but now that you said that, that kind of really sucks. <laughs> and, like, I can laugh about it now, but when I read it, my heart just sank a little. It's like, really? Of course I've thought about that. Of course I'm probably going to struggle with that, but... I don't want to answer and I don't want to talk about it and unless I bring it up like I don't feel comfortable talking about that with you so you know I just had to share that that was kind of out of left field for me today and I you know definitely got blindsided by that it's like Jesus um but I thought I'd share that, and, you know, that's one instance of many that kind of made me into a hermit after my divorce, or during, because, like, I don't want to think about these things, and I think my mom does that so well, too. I'm so glad this is anonymous, because my mom would be mortified. But she's not the most supportive, and she's that way. Like, she's like this person in that she would say the most shitty things just offhand and act like, you know, that's normal to say that or think that or whatever. Um, so I just wanted to share that, you know. I, I'm sick of the pity. I'm sick of the... The things people think I don't think of that I do, like, they're trying to help, but they don't. It's like when people bring up me possibly losing my house because I can't afford it anymore. It's like, yes, I know that, 
I'm thinking about it constantly. I don't need a reminder of that right now. Or, you know, just stuff down the road that I'm not thinking of yet. Like, what are you going to do for Easter? You know, and my ex has my son for a week. I don't know. Like, this is months in advance. I honestly try not to think about the, the really long times I won't have my son because it stresses me the fuck out. Like, it really does not help. And I wish more people knew that, like, if you're really close to the person, it's okay to say things like, you know, why don't we make plans or stuff like that so you're not home alone sad that week. Like, it's totally different for people to ask, like you must be really struggling being the only one caring for your son. Can I help you in some way? It's different to say that than it is to be like, gee, you must have your hands full, period. Not really go past that. And I feel like I wish more people were aware of how insensitive that comes across. I wish more people you know, really took to heart how your words might affect someone going through divorce or newly single or whatever. It's like just the best thing you can do as a friend is just to be there. And even if you don't have the answers, to just let them know you're there. Like, that's it. That's my soapbox rant for today. But, yeah, I'm not going to respond to that. That was, um, very personal and a little strange and reminded me why I got off in the first place. So at least now I can laugh about it, right? I mean, if you can't laugh, you'd cry. So at least it's kind of amusing. I'll talk to you guys later. I just wanted to add a little snippet to this episode and just say that, you know, this is a perfect perfect example of saying no and having no be a complete sentence and you know when people ask about personal things that you don't want to talk about it's okay not to answer that and you know I think a lot of the times it's it's the way for that person to process what's happened to you and they don't mean, you know, ill will by it, but sometimes it comes off that way. And, you know, here's just a reminder, you know, you can say no, you can say no by not answering them, by not allowing yourself to be made, you know, uncomfortable by having to provide that personal information to people. And that's perfectly okay. That's fine. You know, we need to give ourselves permission to give as much or as little information about our our personal lives as we're comfortable with. And, you know, right now I'm not comfortable with that. So I think if I weren't going to just say nothing, I'd probably say, like, I can imagine it would be hard, haven't really thought that far, period. You know, that that's all. I don't really owe anyone anything beyond that, and I don't even owe that. I think it's important to like separate the distinction between things you feel you should say and things you end up saying. I think that if you really look at your response to
to other people, you're you're really going to see how much more information you provide that you don't have to. So that's just my thoughts on it.